minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. Uh, <clears throat> as spoken about before, this episode is talking about um, entitlement and uh, how that relates to pride. And <clears throat> I have some examples of things, and um, you know, uh, we'll just go with it. Some of it might hit close to home to some. Some of it, you know, it, it could it could strike a nerve. It could affect. And again. Only, only, uh, only wanting to encourage and and lift and build when speaking about this topic. Um, no condemning or or judgment. Uh, I, I I like to say that I believe that at some point everybody has dealt with this entitlement. Um, yeah, I believe that everybody's dealt with it. And if, if people are honest, they would they would honestly answer and say, yes, this is something I've dealt with. And, uh, you know, not to say that people are still dealing with, but just, you know, I just think that it's something that uh, we should be honest about. So that being said, I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, so I have a couple, um, <clears throat> I guess, like definitions that I found. Now, these words aren't my own, and I don't know the source of these words, so I can't give credit to the source, and I, I apologize for that, but they they um, help with where I'm going with this. So <clears throat> I'll start off with this. Uh, the definition I found for a sense of entitlement is an unrealistic, unmerited, or inappropriate expectations of favorable living conditions and favorable treatment at the hands of others. So, again, you know, unexpected, uh, sorry, unrealistic, unmerited, or inappropriate expectation of favorable living conditions and favorable treatment at the hands of others. Another way of saying that is always asking for more. Expecting Expecting a lot without doing a lot. Um, so this piece here, this piece, that that was obviously me. But this piece here that I'm going to talk about, I, I kind of pieced from, and I don't know where it is, so I apologize. But again, this helps. <clears throat> it says that the people who, who are dealing with entitlement, they can sometimes believe their own emotional needs are of the utmost importance. That in and of itself isn't a problem. The next piece, they may appear to care only about their own desires and needs at the expense of others around them. So the first part of that, saying that sometimes believe their own emotional needs are of the utmost importance, that in, in and of itself isn't a problem. I mean, if you have emotional struggles, it is important that you figure that out. So that in the, that itself isn't the piece that's the problem. 
It's the next piece that they care only about their own desires and needs at the expense of other people around them. Or they may habitually prioritize their own needs. So that that's that's the problem when speaking about entitlement. So I, I you know, I have something I'm struggling with and instead of you know, I prior I you know, it's just me, 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 my needs, me, 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 my emotional state, me, 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 me. Not, you know, other people could be dealing with, but that ain't my problem. That's not I ain't worried about that. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Me, I'm hurting. It's about me, me, me. <laughs> Um, another piece is said they have no sh- no sense of shame. They seem to have no sense of shame, I'm sorry. Or they are not afraid to make a fool of themselves. Or they may believe that anything that goes wrong is always someone else's fault. Here's the big piece. Now, again, they have no sense of shame. It depends on the situation. I've seen some people with that entitlement and... The things that have come out of people's mouths or the things that they've done because of that strong sense of entitlement has just been like insane. And so that's where I get that's where I agree with what that is saying, that sometimes people straight up are foolish about how strongly they they feel entitled to something. But the one that's the strong part that I see the most is they may believe that anything that goes wrong is always someone else's fault. Now, working in schools and the populations I have worked with, that, I mean, I hear that, I would hear that all the time. It was always, 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 always someone else's fault. Like, I mean, an example is, one of the 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 kids at the school would get in trouble like i would get as when i was doing security i would get called in to escort them or i would catch them doing something and i would escort them to the office and they would tell their friends oh well anthony got me in trouble i mean it's like wait what <laughs> anthony got you in trouble no anthony didn't get you in trouble anthony caught you doing something that got you in trouble anthony didn't make you do that you did that. And so, I mean, I've heard that numerous times and not just at work. I've heard it. I've heard it in my family, you know, and not necessarily my immediate family, but I've heard it in my family talking about, well, it, 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 this, but because of this, you know, they did this and because of them or they got me in trouble. Like, no, 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 no. They did not get you in trouble. It's. It's insane for someone to physically do something, get caught, and then blame somebody else for it. And again, if we're going to be honest, it's happened. We ourselves have done that. Those listening, if you're being honest and real, you know there's been a portion of time at some point where you got caught up in something and you were just like, you just couldn't shoulder the blame for it and for whatever reason the entitlement piece kicked in and you were like no 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 well it wouldn't happen if this and this and this and this hadn't happened and it's it's insane because like one of the worst places i've heard this and in you know in counseling 
and speaking with people and I mean it in high schools I would hear um when people got caught in adultery you know cheating or whatnot that they would blame their spouse or their girlfriend or boyfriend for it and be like well well, if they hadn't done this, this, and this, I wouldn't have been out there cheating. It's like, well, wait a minute. How, how does, how does that work? Like, how does their behavior, whatever they may have done. And in cases, I know some of the cases that the people were awfully foul to said person, but how does that, how does that make it to where you going to cheat is is right like that that's that's some hardcore like whacked out sense of entitlement like it's not my fault that i did this but it is because your other your significant other didn't call you on the phone tell you hey i want you to go over here and cheat on me with this person and if you don't i'm gonna be mad at you you know, it's not like they did that, or it's not like the person that they went at had a gun to him and say, "Well, if you don't, if you don't get with me, I'm going to shoot you." It's not, it's not that. So, for people to blame that on other people is insane. That is so insane. I, you know, even even as a young young man or and as a kid, I never bought that. You know, oh, it just happened. It doesn't. It doesn't just happen. You know, or it was. It wasn't my fault. It was that person or it was this person. It was because of my spouse or it was because of that's that is a hardcore case of entitlement entitlement, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry to burst burst people's bubbles, but it's not the other people's fault. <clears throat> I've also heard it when people are um selling drugs, which I mean, I get life is hard. And we've got to figure out a way to to uh, make ends meet. But as I've said before in the series, the problem is we try to say that the ends justify the means. And that's not right. Because while this person is selling drugs to other people, the people who are buying them are getting affected by it. The person who is selling them is reaping the benefits of taking advantage of other people, whether you see that or not, whether you believe that or not. I mean, if I'm selling you poison and it's killing you, I'm taking advantage of you. It just it is what it is. And to justify it by saying, well, I didn't have any other choice. Because I had to pay this or I had this or all this was going down and yada and all these other things, which I mean, I've seen people who've had it bad and I've seen people who couldn't just who didn't seem like they could catch a break. But even with that, there's always a way if if one is seeking, searching for it and it doesn't have to be illegal. It's not a quick fix always. Which seems to be the problem. Um, but it's there's a, always another way. And poisoning other people is not justified means that for me to get ahead. So that's funny. I, that's, I have a feeling we're going to keep going back to the ends justify the means piece. But again, that, that's, another, that's another example of being entitled. 
Another example I've seen, and this might really rub people the wrong way, but I'm going to say it. I have witnessed couples splitting up who have children. And I'm just going to, in this case, because we talk about absentee fathers enough that I'm going to talk about the other end. I have seen when couples split, I've seen the the women get all outright spiteful towards the, their uh, their ex who very much wants to be in the life of their kids and I have seen them get put through all kind of hell you know like insane child support not wanting to agree to joint custody trying to dictate how the other how the the father gets to do you know spend time and this is these situations in which I'm speaking because I I know someone is going to say well what if it was warranted the situations in which I'm speaking it is not because these were not dangerous deadly hurtful neglectful men they just were the victim of spite and that is entitlement this this in this case this woman feels entitled you know because you broke up with me so you broke up with my child or in some cases the women broke up with the men so because i broke up with you we're split you can't have this child i dictate this i run this and this is how it's going to go that's entitlement now i get it that she the mother gave birth she went through labor i get that it took two to make this baby. And if you have a man that's trying to be there to raise his own, the, 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 it is insanely, 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 insanely foul and wrong to take that opportunity from that man if he's a real man trying to live up to his responsibilities. That is entitlement. Now, I've seen the reverse. I've seen dudes who should have their rights revoked because they felt like, well, because I was, I was there, I get to do whatever. I mean, I've seen that same thing play on the opposite side as well. So I'm not just picking at women. Cause I know, I know I could just hear people saying, well, oh, you're being, no, no, no. I've seen it on both sides. I've seen men who had the sense of entitlement. Well, I, I provided financial this, I did this, I did this, even though they didn't spend time with with their children and they didn't have any connection. They felt because I financially do everything, I'm entitled to have these kids. You can't do it. So I'm going to take them. So I've seen it both ways. Both ways are entitlement, regardless of how you look at it. Um, these are just a few examples. I mean, I, I wrote down a whole lot more, but these are just a couple examples but uh, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say more of these because some I mean, some of these are going to hit close to home on a lot of people. And again, this is not about throwing daggers. This is about encouraging and, and, and education, educating and edifying, because let's let's be real. As I went through this, I had to think about myself as doing this. It's not like God was telling me something that, you know, like I need you to sit here and spit all this you know, venom at people and condemn them. He was like, well, think about this as you're doing. Where are you on these things? Where are you at? 
because there was a time in my life where I thought because I showed up at a job, I was entitled to make to get raises just because I, was, I showed up not doing anything extra, not doing anything above and beyond. I just showed up. And because I showed up, I deserved to be ra- get raises and promotions. That's insane. That's entitlement. And I know of a lot of people besides myself who've been there. Like, you know, I'm going to do the bare minimum, but I expect the maximum from my employers. That's foolish. That's entitlement. They're not going to do that. You know, and has there been cases where that's happened? Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen it. I know people who they just knew you knew the right people. And because they knew the right people, they got away with murder. That happens. But we can't go into a job and not put effort, give give effort, try to build this place and then expect them to promote us, to give us more money. That's just, that's just ridiculous. So as I'm talking about these things, I'm, you know, I've had to deal with entitlement myself. So thankfully I've never had to deal with when it came to, um, child support or anything like that and when it came to you know um oh sorry when it came to the the concept of blaming somebody else for for actions of cheating that's thankfully i haven't had to deal with either of those um but yeah when it comes to the job thing i'd be the first to tell you that I had that mentality and I felt entitled and I got humbled and then I had to figure out, well, no, well, if you want to move ahead and you got to do something and that's in life. If you want to move ahead, you got to put some, you got to put some effort into it. You got to put some work into it or there'll be no movement. That's in marriage. That's in career. That's with family. That's with everything. If you don't put in effort on your part, nothing is going to to uh, grow, it's not going to get better. I'm not going to go deep into that because that's another part of this series. So I'm gonna move on from that. And you know, I just, as I'm sitting here, another example is a middle-aged person who makes no attempt to save for retirement, assuming the family will pay for everything. I mean. That's entitlement. People, customers, you see this a lot. So people have these like demands on products and services. People like are getting mad about stuff that they ain't paid for, and they want to go off on on uh, on people in customer service jobs. Uh, you know, knowing they ain't paid for nothing. And then they want to be like, oh, well, I deserve this or this. Or even, let's take it, let's kick it up another notch. People who have paid for said goods and services still getting irate with people that they've worked with. Like, now, have we been, do we get wronged at these places of, you know, whether it be retail or whatever the case? Yes, we do. However... A lot of times, and let's be real, a lot of times the people who are in the front lines that are helping us don't make the rules. They have no control over everything going on. 
So for us to go off on them because things ain't, you know, being irate, that's wrong. That's entitlement. I feel entitled because I am a paying customer that, you know, and that, that, that phrase, the customer is always right, comes into play and people misuse that because they hear that and they're like, well, I'm the customer. I, I paid, I did this, I get, I have, I, des, I deserve, I deserve to be able to do all this and say this and do that. And that's not right because most of the time you're going off on someone who has absolutely zero control over what's going on. Now, could they could in some cases could they be more helpful? Of course they could. Could they be nicer? Yes. But I know from my experience, I've dealt with people whether it be over the phone or in person where I was irate and nothing came of it, and I've dealt with them when I was level-headed and they went out of their way to help me, even if the desired end didn't happen they compensated in some way shape or form because i decided to let cooler heads prevail and not go off but when we let our emotions get the better of us and we i berate condemn put down cuss out whatever however you want to say it people in these situations well let's be let's call it what it is it is being entitled. I feel entitled because I didn't get my way. I'm upset. You need to do whatever you need to do to make this right, regardless of how I'm speaking to you. That's entitlement. That's not right. <clears throat> Another place I've seen working in the school systems, I have seen parents who have very little rules or control over their kids at home come to school when their kids get in trouble and the first thing out of their mouth is well my son would never do this or my daughter would never do this it must be them it's because they're black they're mexican they're asian they're white they're whatever and all these things come flying out with the, you need to quit picking on my son, my son, my daughter, this and this and this and this and this. And in these instances, because the jobs that I've had, I've been in on the front lines dealing with people, these, these, these teens, these young adults head on. I see how they are. I see what they're doing. And have I seen cases where school admin have picked on some of these kids yes i have but i've seen a lot more cases where they weren't picking on it because the kid was a butthead the kid was just foul mean you know mischievous whatever you want to call it and then they got called on it and they call their their parents and their parents come up and come cussing out and acting the fool and this and this. And then they wonder why their kids are, are acting that way. So the parent is entitled and then they're teaching their children entitlement. That's not right. So I've seen that several times in my years of working in school, both in in the general Ed and in special ed, I've seen it. I've seen it across the board, and it's it. Some, I mean, it it can be quite annoying to have to deal with that. 
But that is another example of entitlement. <clears throat> when a teenager, speaking of teenager, feels entitled to, to have a new car when they turn 16. Why should you have a new car when you turn 16? What have you done to earn this car? What have you done to, not as, and I'm not even necessarily talking about money. What have you done? Have you, are you respectful? Do you handle your business at school? Are you, you know, are you, do you do what your parents ask of you without giving them crap? Do you, are you, are you respectable? It, you know, if no to these things, then why, why do you, why do you get a new car just because you turned 16? And, and, and who said that? You know, who, who, who said that rule? Because I'm under the impression that driving is a privilege, not a right. So you earn privileges. So if you haven't earned the privilege, then you don't have a right to, to the car. And being real, if you didn't buy the car and your parents buy you a car that's not brand new or as a hoopty, that's you didn't buy it. What are you mad about? If you don't want a hoopty, get a car, get a job, buy your own car. I'm just saying. Now, you know, I wasn't gonna say this. I'm gonna say it anyway. One of the, one of the biggest places where I've seen entitlement is when dealing with um, unemployment and welfare. And I, I know not everybody who's on welfare or unemployment are draining the system. I know everybody's not taking advantage of the system. I know that because I've been a part of unemployment and welfare. And my purpose was not to live off of it and drain it. My purpose was to do what I needed to do so I didn't have to rely on the government for that. So I know personally not everybody is utilizing welfare, unemployment, you know, and taking advantage of it. But I also know some people who expect to do nothing but sit on their behinds and do nothing and expect for the government to provide welfare, whether we're talking, you know, TANF, food stamps, LEAP unemployment and these individuals are not doing anything that's entitlement like again if you go back to the definition unrealistic you know thoughts of about about people owing you favorable um favorable behaviors that's unrealistic to think that I'm going to sit in my projects that the government's paying for, they're giving me food stamps and TANF and LEAP. And all I'm going to do is sit here and do nothing. And didn't want to have, have an attitude if they make me go and fill out some more paperwork. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Like, like, and that's real. And people really... Really, really, I've seen people who've been upset about that. Like, are you, like, really, all you got to do is go down here and fill out some paperwork. 
You better be grateful they haven't pulled the plug on you and everything you're doing. So get up and go do that. <clears throat> but I would also say, why would I, this is my own personal belief, I don't want to have to rely on the government to provide for me. Because then the government dictates what I have to do. So I don't want to be on welfare. I don't want to be on unemployment. I don't want to be on TANF. I don't want LEAP. I don't want any of that. Because I don't want the government to hold that over my head. So that's just me. <clears throat> Another example of entitlement. Millionaires and or celebrities feel entitled to special treatment from businesses and from, le and from the legal system. We see that all the time. And oftentimes we see that these people are, whether they're millionaires, billionaires, celebrities, they do get this favorable treatment. And that's not to say that every celebrity or every billionaire is, thinks this way. But we've seen it a lot where, you know, oh, well, I'm I'm so-and-so or I'm, I'm filthy rich. You should just, don't worry, you should just leave that be. I got, you know, that's entitlement. Now, the day, you know, I mean, the opposite to the people on welfare, they did work hard to get to where they're at. But why, why, why get preferential treatment, especially if you did something wrong? Why, why do you get preferential treatment? Because you're a celebrity or you're a billionaire? That, to me, doesn't make sense. If you do wrong according to... Let's 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 talk about according to the world system and according to God system. According to the world system, if you do wrong, if justice is truly blind, which they say, then it doesn't matter what your name is, what your stature or status is, how much money you have. If you do wrong, you should pay for your debt to society for what you did wrong. Again, that's assuming justice being blind. Now, we know that that's not always the case in the world system. We know that often justice pulls that other eye, pulls the the blinder off from at least one eye, so so they that so that she can see who it is that. Oh wait, nope, we don't, not that one. Let that one go. Put it back down. <clears throat> now, that's just from a legal standpoint. And we know that people on the opposite end who are neither rich nor famous don't get that same preferential treatment. They actually get the book thrown at them for the same thing that this other person of st higher stature, whether for whatever reason, gets. Now, in God's system, it says you reap what you sow. So... Even if it doesn't look to us like that is true, eventually everybody gets their proper due. Eventually, it just it is what it is, and it happens. So, um, and from like a b treatment from business, like if you're a billionaire, <laughs> do you really need free stuff from from businesses? Like you're a billionaire, 
Anyway, I'll leave that alone. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to wrap this up. I have a couple small points um, that I'm going to hit, and then I'll I'll be done with it. Um, uh, do I want to do that? I do want to say this. In our spiritual lives, those of us who are Christian, a sense of entitlement leads us to be lazy in our faith. We want a relationship with God that doesn't require any work. We want intimacy with God without having to put any effort to it. Now, a Bible verse we can tie this to is Hebrews 10, 24. And it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to act <clears throat> of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Essentially, what that is saying for those of us who go to church, not the building church, but for church, don't forsake going to church. Don't forsake the gathering of other people to build and edify one another and encourage one another. And then wonder why God isn't doing certain things because we're not going, we're not doing any work. We're like, I want to, I want to chill on the couch and do nothing, but I want God to work for, you know, to move for me. That's, that's connecting the two. Now, I don't necessarily think that's what they're saying in that Bible verse, but that, that is, that is, I mean, they are saying don't forsake the gathering that they are saying, but you know, I don't necessarily think it's saying that the people sitting at home doing nothing. Well, maybe they, maybe they are, maybe they are, maybe they are, because I mean, if you're too busy to go to church now, those of us who go to church, if you miss here and there, that's that's one thing. But those are who are too too busy with life to go to church. That will affect your faith eventually. I just, I mean, you're not around people who are building themselves, building their faith. So it will, by default, decline. It will affect your faith. And you'll get lazy with it. And then, you know, we want this relationship with God where he's doing this and this and this. But we can't go to church or we can't pick up our Bible or we can't pray or any of these things. So and then we get mad at him. That's entitlement. Like, you've got to do something. You know, I'm just saying. Um. <laughs> Uh, the the entitlement mentality um, the mentality is I deserve better I deserve more I deserve it all people owe me and need to take care of me if we don't watch out this will affect our relationship with God meaning we think that God owes us and believe that we should have more when we don't <clears throat> get what we want Sorry, I'm reading. I'm rereading my notes. I'll start again. So the 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 entitlement mentality is: I deserve more. I deserve better. I deserve it all. People owe me and need to take care of me. If we don't watch out, this will affect our relationship with God. Meaning, we think that God owes us and believe that we should have more. And when we don't get it, we're offended because He hasn't given us what we deserve. Quote unquote. What rights 
he hasn't because, you know, basically saying he he has that is right. He hadn't given us what we deserve because we don't have to go to hell because of his grace. But, you know, we get mad because the Bible says he'll supply all our needs according to his riches by Christ Jesus. And then we don't get some object, some material object, and then we're mad at God, or uh, the, something don't go the way we want it to financially, and we're mad at God. That's essentially what that's po po poking at. Um, I will end with this. Um, entitlement can be, be can be bad because it can lead to other emotions or responses, like offense. And we know where that can lead. And we'll talk about that. That's coming up. So <clears throat> basically, you know, I, um, yeah, there's a few episodes before that comes. But anyway, entitlement is a bad thing because it can lead to offense because we don't things don't go the way we think they should. And then we become offended. And now we're mad at people, God, what have you. We must understand that some people do need help. They do. There are many lazy people in the world. But there are some people who do need help. There will always be people who feel the world owes them something. However, there are times when people need to be real. And they need, I mean, they just really need help. And they can't do it themselves. Our job is to help those people in, in that spot. In, however we can. So the people who genuinely are in need of help when they're going through, our job is to help them. Because there are people who need help. I've been there. I'm sure everybody listening has been there at some point. There are lazy people, though. There are people who take advantage of the of the system and situations. But, you know, we just got to believe God to, to show us wisdom on that and ask God how he wants us to do it. I mean, I believe sometimes he'll tell us to help them even though we're not, we don't want to. And we know what it's doing. And maybe that's God testing to see if we'll listen. And sometimes God will just direct us to be like, man, you know, not, don't don't worry about that. So my last comment, our response to God's grace can't be, well, what are they going to do for me, God? I'm going to say that again. Our response to God's grace can't be, well, what are they going to do for me? So going back to that statement of he might even tell us to help those people who we know are, are being lazy and taking advantage of the situation. Well, what are they going to do for me? Sometimes it, that, that doesn't matter. We just do what God tells us. But rather our response should be, what can I do for you, God? How can I serve and follow you today? We are his servants, not the other way around. So when we're speaking about... Um, entitlement in short to, to finish all of this entitlement the biggest piece about entitlement and why it is I mean I, I, I would like to believe that you understand that it's attached to pride because it's selfish it's, it's me it's about me how can this benefit me how can people benefit me poor me PC how I am, see how things happen to me. No, I, I can never get ahead because people, this, this, and this. The, the word you keep hearing there is me. So uh, I hope you see where the, the pride piece comes into entitlement. Um, and the, 
the 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 drawback, the bad thing that comes out of that is it leads to offense. Now because things didn't go the way I felt because of entitlement, now I'm mad at I'm mad at the world, I'm mad at everybody and their mama and God for it. And so that's where it is a problem. So with that being said, that is the end of the entitlement episode. Next week we will be talking about contentment because Really, if if one is entitled, the only way to combat being entitled is to be content. It is the exact opposite of being entitled. So come back and check that out. All right. Love y'all. Have a good week. Peace.